about a ministry that's in Israel. I've talked about it before. I know I know uh, the, the people who started this ministry. One of my dear friends, Alyssa Holcomb, this is her sister Vanessa and her husband Michael. And uh, Alyssa and Vanessa, their whole family, they're Messianic Jews. Alyssa works for Young Life, so she's been teaching, talking about Jesus for a long time. Vanessa is the same. And Vanessa and Michael live in Israel. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love their ministry and I follow them on Instagram is called Firm Israel. Uh, they have two two children, but the reason I love them so much is because they're bringing a gospel centered uh, ministry to Israel. And mm-hmm. if you follow them on Instagram, you'll see that. You'll see that. A couple things that I wanted to share. As mamas, um, we can we can relate to this. But I was talking to Alyssa the other day, and she was telling me about this that Vanessa had been talking, they'd had like a little family call, you know, Alyssa and her mom and dad along with Vanessa. And she was just describing, she said, y'all, it's kind of like COVID in some ways all over again. And here's what she means by that. Everything in Israel is on lockdown. Schools are not meeting. Mm. Uh, You can only go to the grocery store like certain times of day. Um, She's home. You know, Michael is out doing ministry. She's home with the littles. Daycares aren't open. The schools are online. And so just being confined to your house feels like COVID. Oh, by the way, never mind the missiles and the rockets. Add to COVID bombs. Exactly. Throughout the whole day. Yeah. So they're going back and forth to their safe room. And um, so just, just, I know when you paint that picture, because I remember how claustrophobic I felt and I could get outside when COVID was happening, but it's just such an isolating feeling. So as a mom, you're home with your kids. And then, oh, by the way, all of the husbands are being called up to, to military service. Exactly. So they're home by themselves. So it's just, anyway, it just breaks my heart. So, so pray uh, for just the moms and the wives in Israel while at the same time, I want to read a post from Firm Israel, and here's what they posted the other day, five ways to pray for Palestinians in Gaza. And mm. here's, and this is what's so good about it, Yeah, is she says, seeing the, um, I don't know if it was uh, Vanessa who wrote this or not, but this is what they posted. Seeing the reckless suffering experienced by so m- many innocent people in Gaza breaks our hearts. As believers, we need to have empathy and compassion for the Palestinian people. It's important to remember that Hamas, the terrorist regime ruling Gaza, does not represent all Palestinian Mm. people. Yes. And that's so, it's so good because as believers, God loves the Palestinians. Uh He loves the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I think obviously politics has stepped into a lot of this, but make no mistake. Hamas is at the root of this. Yeah. Hamas is the terrorist organization that's just pure evil. And what they did to Israel, what they're doing to their own people right. is just, we can't even wrap our brains around it. Yeah. We can't even wrap our brains around it. So I just wanted to go through a couple of the prayers that firm, the Jewish Christian ministry is saying to pray for the Palestinians. One, Pray for freedom from Hamas. I mean, mm-hmm. a wicked terrorist group that, I mean, think about all the hostages that mm-hmm. are still, I mean, I think there's 199 of them, and the videos are starting to come out where you know Hamas is basically, you know, holding a weapon to their head. To get them to say certain say, things. Yes, yeah. you can just tell. You just Ugh, know. Lord. Uh, number two, uh, for Gazan civilians to safely evacuate. And that's the other thing is Egypt that borders uh, Gaza, Gaza mm-hmm. they're not letting them through. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that diplomacy is happening in the background to let some of these civilian Gazans out of Gaza into, right. into Egypt. Uh, three, that justice would prevail. Of course, we want that. Mm-hmm. Four, for the Christian community in Gaza, which I was surprised to see that. I did not know that there was a Christian community mm-hmm. in Gaza. 
because I know it's predominantly Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, and then five, healing from a spirit of hatred and division. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this is a spiritual battle. Yes. I mean, Satan's fingerprints are all over this. Yes. Um, so it's 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 tough. Just I don't know. There's there are some nuances to it, but at the end of the day, Hamas is is the evil one here. Mm-hmm. Um, we do need, we just need for and, the Lord to inter, intercede, to intervene. Right, because as you said, behind the scenes here, there is a spiritual battle. That's and right. and uh, we, yeah. that definitely, I appreciate what they shared. And mm-hmm. if you want to follow them, mm-hmm. it's Firm Israel. I went and followed them on Instagram yesterday. That's good. They're good. Just mentioned a few minutes ago that, that I went and followed the, uh, the group that Carmen mentioned, Firm Israel. Uh, which I think is really, really great. Good to have believers right in the heart of Israel, helping us to know what life is like, what's going on there. They, the picture that you painted of a mom, Carmen, dealing with the realities of what this is like, and then the prayers for Palestinians in Gaza. Mm-hmm. I love that Christians are leading out this way. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they did that I think is super valuable is they listed on their Instagram page just names of hostages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to get to to pray for these names and I'll, I'll just I'll read a couple of names yeah. here's here's uh Mia and and Jasmine and Gideon and and Shlomi and Daniel mm-hmm. and Karina and Tal and Noah and Carmela Judith all these people represent actual yeah. names of hostages and these aren't just names on a on a graphic these are People, right? These people. are real people who have yeah. been taken. I saw, I saw a mom and a daughter. It was the, um, it was the aunt. It was the sister. So there was a woman on the news last night, and she was talking about her sister and her niece. And her sister and her niece, they live in Chicago. They had flown into Israel because it was their mom's seventy fifth birthday, so they were there on vacation to celebrate the mom's mm. birthday. Oh my word! The daughter had just graduated high school this past year. She was taking a gap year, so they had a little bit of you know extra time to spend uh-huh. in Israel. Um, and they were flashing pictures up, and the mom, you know, she loved to paint. She was an artist, and the the daughter, this you know, this woman's niece. She loved dogs and she wanted to go into interior design. I mean, these are all people who are real people who have real lives that they're living and who knows where they are in Gaza right now. But a mom and a daughter, can you imagine? It's probably a trip of a lifetime for them. I can just see them getting excited, you know, our Israel trip, going to see grandma, going to see aunt, you know, whatever her name was. Mm-hmm. And now they're literally hostages. Oh, dear God. Hostages. Mm. Uh, you know, and then we don't, we don't, I'm sure they don't have all the names on yeah. this list, but they have A the lot. names of real mm-hmm. people that we don't know where they are, or what's their condition is. But um, I'm going to take time to pray for some of these names on this list. And one of the things that they mention is a scripture in Isaiah 49 that says, I have inscribed you in the palms of my hands. That's God's heart for his people. And so go pray for some of these names. The link, if you want to follow Firm Israel, is at themorningcruise.com. We've got a special guest with us this morning. Brandon Lake is here. First time that we've had a chance to sit down and talk with Brandon. You've been a get for quite some time. Yes, we've been wanting to have you on the show. Well, I've been got. Yes, you've I've been, been got. I'm here. Yes. Honored to be here. Love you guys. Um, we got to hang out a little bit at um, CMB. Yep, and had a blast. Laughed a ton. And, yeah, uh, we did. This is a special, special station. Love you guys. So I was flying to Charleston for one of my girlfriend's 40th birthdays. Nice. And I'm not a great flyer. I just I get nervous flying, uh-huh. and especially on that flight from Atlanta. Always bumpy around Atlanta. Oh, I don't know why. Always bumpy. Always. So here's what's so funny. So I'm sitting in the back of the plane. We land in Charleston, and this guy stands up, and I recognize the braids. <laughs> and I'm like, the braids. yes, I recognize the braids. And can I just tell you my first honest thought? Lord, 
if you'd have told me Brandon Lake was on this flight, I wouldn't have been worried because <laughs> I know we're not going it's down because you're not down. it's not going down. You're oh, not. Oh man, I was probably not. just as nervous as you were. I would have said the exact opposite. Yep. Like, oh, the Lord's not gonna take this plane down. To, no, you know, if you're um, on it. No, it was man, hilarious. I am a nervous flyer as well. I am, and I just have to distract myself. Yes, because I'm on flights often. What do you do to distract yourself? You're uh, you know, a game on the phone. I sit and I pray, and I just ah yes, I, you know, yes. um, yeah. Music, you know, shows. That's my, like, only time where I can really get into a show or a movie, it seems to be, on a flight. Because when I'm home, it's like my kids dominate the TV. And then it's like my wife goes to bed pretty early. So if I want to watch a movie, it's either on a flight or late by myself. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of like, what am I doing? Go to bed. Yeah, go to bed. Okay, let's talk about hair. And I know you get this question a lot, but we're just going to go there first and, you know, just get it out of the way. Do you know how much money I pay to have good hair? I mean, women pay lots of money uh-huh. to have what's sitting on your head. I almost had it down too with the with the curls out, but this humidity oh, yeah. right now, yeah. uh, it would be like shabloom. Like it'd be yeah. hitting the cameras. I yeah. go hair down in California because yeah. it's like, oh, this is what my hair is supposed yeah. to really look like. So here's what I want us to do: on the count of three, I want us to say how often we wash our hair. Okay, like out of, a, out of like a week or well, a well, year? You just tell, no, 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 okay. no. You just tell me how often you wash your hair. Okay. okay. So here we go. One, two, three. Once Six a week. Six days out of seven. Once a week. I wash well, my I've hair. Heard that that's like the key to having great looking hair, except for me. If I don't wash my hair every day, uh-huh. it gets so, like there will be little hairs just everywhere. Yeah. I look like, a, it's like a rat's nest. Oh, yeah. A bird's nest. Like. You would dry be dry shampoo. shampoo, the greatest invention ever. Do you use dry shampoo? No, I've never used it. I'm She's used okay. so much that of- there are days when if she pats the top of her head, there's a mini snowstorm. Yeah, 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 right, right. Dandruff. And I was like, no, it's dry shampoo. But I feel for your wife sweeping the floor, and the kids are like, why are you sweeping the floor? Oh, it's daddy shedding again. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, oh, yeah, yeah. right, right. Uh, no, I will say this, though. So I, I wash my hair almost every day if I want it to look presentable. Mm. But I have not shampooed my hair in probably over 10 years. Really? Yeah, TMI. Y'all, I'm not <gasps> that gross. I promise. I smell good. But shampoo is, I've, I've been told, is it bad it... for my kind of hair because okay. it dries it out. All right. And my hair is so thick. It has like, it doesn't really get greasy yeah. very fast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyways, I, I conditioner. 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 I live okay. off a of conditioner. If mm. you saw the amount of conditioner I have to use, though, to get all the knots out, yeah, leap daily, yeah, uh, yeah, it's all it's, right. All right, we'll get to the serious <laughs> stuff. I'm yeah. on tour, and I already told like one of our guys that like gather stuff for us, and I just ran out. I was like, hey, this is really important. I need you to go to Ulta. Uh-huh. I need you to get me uh, <laughs> Curl Smith's Styling Souffle because that is what I have to, when I get out of the shower oh, and my hair's wet, I yeah. will pull some, uh, put that, some of that through my hair so mm-hmm. that it stays plickety plat. Because if I don't have it plickety plat, <laughs> it's going to be shabloom. And it is, it's it. a lot. Yeah. I love it. Brandon Lake on the morning cruise this morning. Before we get too far, we talked about your hair. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about this right here? Let's go. Yes, we can. This is Brandon sitting comfortably on the couch on the cover of Charleston Home and Design, summer 2023. How good is that outfit, though? This is model (laughs) Brandon going with the the animal print. I do have one question. Does your wife often have to tell you to keep your feet off the coffee table? All the time. I always have my feet up on the coffee table, but my favorite thing to do is to put a pillow on the coffee table and then put my feet on that and she's so about pillows and i'm pretty sure like our pillows cost more than you know we spend on our children whatever Mm -hmm. and uh i'm always like doing that and then i kind of forget and so she'll come into there and she'll be like get your feet off my pillow (laughs) right you're gonna ruin it you know i'm like we got dogs all throughout the house but you're concerned with my feet on a pillow (laughs) i mean there's a reason that you're on home and design magazine this is a bougie place (laughs) and the only other person i know in christian music who's been featured because of the home design is crowder oh my gosh and he can't take any credit for that whatsoever oh no his wife is a genius okay so So are, are you in the same boat my house is nowhere near Crowder's. Uh, Brittany, my wife, is really great at, um, at at designing things. But I will say, and she would say this, I promise, in all humility, I think I am 
the designer. Okay. Um, but I've I've had to learn. I did some really weird stuff in our in past <laughs> homes. Like y'all, one time I went to a <laughs> one time I went to a thrift store and I found a old like restaurant booth. Okay. I brought it home. My wife is like, "What are you doing?" It was a like corner booth too, and so I put it in the corner, and then I took off the cushions. I went to a fabric place, and I don't know why I picked this print. It was so ugly, and reupholstered it, and then. And then I kind of looked back at it and I was like, this is the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> People would come, like friends would come over and be like, dude, what <laughs> is that is not cool, you know? Uh, so I've grown. But um, yeah, we were super honored to be in this magazine. And it was really just like an opportunity for us to share our story. We bought this house out in the country. One, because I travel so much, it's really good for my mental health. Because mm -hmm. when you're on the road, your adrenaline is just going mm -hmm. nonstop. And I'll, I would come home and, and learn the hard way that you really tank. You, you, it's like going from a mountaintop to a valley pretty quick. And so I needed a place that I could detox within 24 hours. I'm just like, okay, I feel like myself again. So we bought this house out in the country, the cutest home, and we have a few acres. I would have said I was a city boy. I grew up a country boy and the country boy came back alive mm -hmm. in me. And so now my favorite thing is like cut the grass for two hours. So we just love it. Got to share our heart for hosting people who are burnt out in ministry, artists who are burnt out. We try to bring people in and we call it our house of miracles. Mm -hmm. um, and around, around the same time that I was coming out with that song and that record, mm -hmm. God was giving us a vision for what me and my wife's ministry could be. And we, I could talk all day about this because we have vision, you know, five, 10 years out from where we're at right now. But on that property, we actually want to expand, build a mega home, not so that we can enjoy a, you know, ball and house, but so that we can house five to six couples at one time and do retreats mm. and give people an opportunity to like heal and be restored mm. and be revived mm -hmm. like Brittany and I have experienced in times. I spent just a little bit of time with you in the lake house. Yeah. What was it that possessed you to do a video series on your your home with your family there? Uh, on the Lake Life series, we actually, that was when we were on Daniel Island, and we did all these videos showing behind the scenes of tour, and then our house, and we were remodeling some things, and we're just like, hey, like if God's given us this platform, maybe we should show like what my life looks like off the stage. And I think that's kind of important. Now, yeah. I don't feel like everybody's called to that, but we felt like we wanted to let people in a little bit more. And since then, um, we actually moved out to the country. I went to like a men's store and got a whole new wardrobe yeah. for out there. So yeah. you really went full on country. Full on country. And uh, we're like 30 minutes out, outside the city now. And you actually have a song on this record coming out called Country Psalm. And I wanted to write like a modern day psalm, but kind of using the perspective of what our life looks like now. Like there's lines like uh, little feet patter the hardwoods mm. like drums. My boys making noise at the mm -hmm. top of their lungs. This beautiful chaos crashes the calm, but oh, thank God for this country psalm. And it's like all these things that are praising God. It's like mm. the bird of the morning is singing her song. Go thank God for this country psalm. And in the chorus is like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I've got so much to be grateful for. But lately, my favorite moment is because we have a, a big yard, we have been getting the boys into golf. And so it's all of us out in the yard. Everybody's got a golf club. And we are, would take a baby pool, put it way out in the yard. And, and whoever gets it to the baby pool on the fewest amount of hits, you know, that's how me and my boys really bond is, is playing something together. And I think that stems from like, that's how me and Brittany, I feel like that's how our intimacy grows is having fun together, mm. like playing tennis or golf or whatever. That's honestly when I feel the closest to my wife is mm. when we're laughing and when we're having mm. fun. Same. And same goes for my family. Mm. All right. So I got one serious question for you on the same topic here that I really was impressed when I saw you at CMB. That's mm -hmm. our industry get mm -hmm. together. I have a, a prodigal of one of my five right now. And I mm. thought, I wish he could hear wow. what you're sharing for your kids as you raise them. How do you keep this from being more than just we go to church? This is what we do. Yeah. It's got to happen in your home. I think if church feels very different than what happens in your house, again, home is going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. And someone recently told me, like, when your kids are acting up, don't immediately think like, oh, my gosh, they're horrible. It's like your home should be the place where they feel comfortable enough to express their frustration, their anger. Like you're going to have moments. Their kids are humans, right? But 
I want praying for others like you would at church. Like, let's take a moment. You're going through this. Like, let's lay hands, believe, like for healing and whatever aspect. I think that needs to be as common, if not more common, in your house. And that's one reason why we call the house we live in House of Miracles, because we want that to be normalized, the miraculous. Mm. Bible says that miracles, signs, wonders follow those who believe. And so if I believe the whole Bible, then I got to believe that part, that if I call myself a believer, then it is possible that signs and wonders will follow. Obviously, though, you have to be active. You have to make that a priority. And so that's why we do bring bring people into our home and, and give them a few days to rest and be revived. And sometimes it's not overly spiritual. Sometimes it's a really great meal and just listening. I just want our kids, I want them to see ministry every day, you know, that way when, you know, churches and home aren't that, that different. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it will be so unattractive to them, you mm-hmm. know, when they start to understand it a little bit more. And, but we're also teaching them just like the, the importance of, of, of discipline and, and going on Sunday. And like, I, none of us feel like it right now, but you know what? I know it'll be good for our soul, yeah. you know? And sometimes you got to push yourself, force yourself into community. Um, cause sometimes it's messy. Sometimes you don't want to be around people and, you know, you're just like, it's easier to stay home. Um, so we're really, that's probably the hardest part mm. is like, especially their young boys and, you know, some, some Sundays are really fun. Some Sundays are really boring for them. And, um, but yeah, just keeping it a, 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 a discipline consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Love yeah. your love for the church. Brandon Lake on the morning cruise. Brandon, thank what you up? for being here this morning. So honored to be um, here. There are some songs that just, you know, yeah. are going to stand the test of time. You have two, you have a lot, but there's Mm. two in particular, gratitude, stands Mm. alone, but the one I actually want to talk about, it's my favorite Brandon Lake song. Let's talk about Graves into Gardens. Like, when did God give you that song? Talk to us about it. Well, this was the first time I ever wrote with Pastor Stephen Furtick Mm -hmm. and Chris Brown and Tiffany Hudson. I am so nervous. Like, Elevation has played the biggest role in in my faith and and showed me taught me how to lead worship and I would study them and and so I go I'm so nervous I get there we start writing the song and it felt kind of country it felt like you know had that kind of sway to it but then we're like okay we need a bridge and pastor Stephen had preached this message and in it he had this phrase uh, graves into gardens and Chris is kind of reminding him of that and I'm like oh my gosh like that that's it. Like, that's the song. And so Pastor Stephen's like, I want it to have like a, a moment where there's like, doesn't just speak faith, but it sounds like it. It's like, let's, let's do something. You know, he gets on the electric guitar and he starts going, bah, 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 bah. you know, we're just kind of, dude, that's it. And he just starts like throwing out lyrics. I mean, it was really like a, within a few minutes, if seconds, that all those lines, graves in the garden, seas into highways, mm-hmm. bones into armies, like it came about. So, the fun part of the story for me, though, is we finished the song. We're all so amped on it. They said, all right, we need to demo it. Pastor Steven looks at me. He's like, hey, like you sing it. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, why would I do that? Let's see how Chris sounds on it because he'd be the one leading it. You know, he goes, no, no, no. I think you should do the demo. We started doing the demo and I'm singing and I'm all of a sudden this southern man, this this lion starts coming out. And I start singing with a little bit of Chris Stapleton in my voice. <laughs> and I literally stopped the the track and I was like, hey. Pastor, I'm really sorry. I don't know why I'm singing like that. You know, I don't know why there's grits coming out. And he goes, no. He goes, give me all of it. I always like, lean into it. It's amazing. So I sing it, you know, and well, you know, that was fun, but I'm never going to lead this song. Mm-hmm. And then it was a few days later, he's texting me. He's like, do you love this song as much as I do? I'm like, I really love it. He's like, well, I can't wait for you to lead it. Can you come do the live recording? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I would love to. And I'll never forget I mean, essentially, this is the biggest platform, you know, that I've been on to this point. And I'm so nervous. And I remember the MD looks at me. He's like, hey, if you ever, when we end the song, if you want to go back into it, you just give me a nod. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, like, you know, the church doesn't even like, like they like this song. There's, there's no way it's going to be like that lit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And man, that mm-hmm. was the most electric room mm-hmm. I've ever been in. We get done with the song 
an even more Southern person comes out of me. Mm -hmm. I look back at the MD. I take off my guitar. I literally threw it on the stage because I was just like, you know, (laughs) I threw my guitar and I looked at him and I gave him a nod. And that's when I turn around. I go, I don't think think we're we're finished yet. yet. (laughs) I think he's turning some things over tonight. Yeah. And uh, I often go back and listen to that because it just makes yeah. me laugh so much. I'm like this, you know, my spiritual, my spirit man came out mm. full form of a, a Southern, you know, <laughs> Charlestonian. Um, <laughs> and then we went back into it. And I remember when the song was done, I walked off stage uh, to get a breather. I went back and there's like bathrooms right off this side of the stage. And there's this poor little assistant just standing outside of the bathroom. And I just literally dropped on the ground. I laid on the floor and I was just like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And she's like, are you okay? You know, I'm like, one, he got me through that. And it was the most nerve wracking thing I've done up Mm. to this point in my life. And two, that was the most insane thing I've ever Mm. experienced. Mm. And so, yeah, that was kind of great in the garden start to finish. And, but it's still, you know, it's it's still a song I lead every time I lead. And, and I think I'll be singing this uh, Mm -hmm. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful for the faith it gives people Mm. and to hear a generation or to hear thousands of people saying that there's nothing better than you, Lord, there's nothing Nothing, better than you. I mean, that is so true. Mm. And it's so power. It's a powerful thing to declare. Graves into gardens, Brandon Lake on the joy FM. Rattle is Pastor Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church, uh, Chris Brown, who's a worship leader there, and myself. It was in the middle of COVID. We started it, if I'm rem- remembering correctly, we started it over Zoom. And I think the next week or a few days later, no, no, I think it was like um, a day or two later, I was driving up to Charlotte to do when everyone had to do church online, mm-hmm. like shut everything was shut down. And we were doing, uh, we'd have a few people who were like, you know, had to get a COVID test, come in and we do an online service and broadcast and no one's in the room. And so we had, I think it was one of those weekends, we started writing it and it was a totally different song at first. And, uh, and there was a common theme of like the, the uh, bones of Elisha and um, we were kind of vamping on this one idea. And then the next day, I think we rewrote it and then tried it out with the band and then I think we rewrote it again, maybe that next day. So it was like rewritten like two or three times. Finally got the band together. I remember my wife was with me on the trip that we were um, workshopping it because and like Pastor Steven has so many ideas. And so we're just in it and we're running the song over and over again. And then and then that's how like the live, live, mm-hmm. dry bones, say the word of the Lord. You know, all that was like. Post writing the song, all these other ideas were started to come out just from us leading it and, and trying. And then my poor wife's out there in the audience with no one, no <laughs> one else. She's just sitting out there and she's kind of looking at me. Hours went by and we're just like kids in like a garage, essentially, like garage band, just just having a blast with this song and working on it and working on it. I get in the car and she's like, did you really have to play it that many times? You know, like, like, okay. And, um, and so we just fell in love with it. I Mm -hmm. I actually almost texted Pastor Steven just the other day and was like, remember that time we wrote Mm -hmm. maybe all of our favorite song that Mm -hmm. we've ever been a part of. And there's just something about it. It doesn't just speak faith. It sounds like faith. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it wakes the church up. It wakes people up and reminds them that anything is possible, that God is able and, uh, I think it's like one of my still one of my favorite things to lead of all time. Was there ever a moment while you were jamming to it that you thought to yourself, nobody is ever going to play this in church? One million percent. Man. We and here's the thing. This this is what's so cool. Um, we definitely had that moment. We looked at each other and we we're like, no one is ever going to do this song except for us. And we might not even do this song <laughs> after we try it once in front of the church. And we're like, wow, what were we thinking? Mm. Uh, you know? Mm. Uh, and, but we're like, you know what? Like, do you love it? Yeah, I do. I, I love it. And Pastor Steven has coined this term that we use all the time. We go, write for your phone first. Mm. And what I mean by that is write something that you love um, beyond truth, obviously, right? Truth the gospel, but, but like, however that is expressed, if you love it, like 
follow that feeling, you know, and chase that. There's mm-hmm. a reason why if it makes me come alive, mm-hmm. like maybe it will for someone else. And so we're like, regardless of what happens with this song, we love it and we have it on our phone and we're going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I think over the next few days, we were just listening, mm-hmm. listening it over and over and over again. And so then we got the band together and then that's when they recorded the music video for it. Again, if you go back and watch it, no one's in the room except for the band. And, um, and then it was, I remember the moment where it went number one, I think on radio mm-hmm. and we were like, our jaws dropped. We we're just like, if any song we would have bet against, it would be this one, you know, and it's the song that goes mm. number one, like pretty shortly after. Yeah. So if anyone's listening out there and you're like, I don't know if my sound will ever be accepted. I think that's a lie. I think God created you the way he did for a reason. You sound that way for a reason and you have passions and, and tendencies to, to, you know, like whether it's rock and roll or if it's jazz or it's R and B or it's country, like, man, we need all those expressions mm-hmm. of worship. You know, someone's going to identify with that. And so it's been really cool to see this one somehow by the grace of God be accepted by the church. Here it is. It's rattle on the joy FM. been talking a little bit about family life. I raised three boys. You're raising three boys. Yeah. I don't know about your wife. My wife was very comfortable as the mother of boys. How comfortable is Brittany being the mother yeah. of sons? Three wild boys. She was made to be a boy Aww, mom. And nice. I think I'm I'm the one that was kind of like, man, I really love a daughter to go like shopping with, you know, and like I love clothes and I got crazy hair. We could bond over that. Good night. If we had a daughter, like she would have the most amazing hair. Yeah. You know, Brittany has like curly hair as well. And, but yeah, she is the most comfortable with, I mean, it just felt like this is exactly how God intended it to be. Three boys. I feel like a modern day king. Like mm-hmm. if I was a king back in the day, mm-hmm. yeah. three boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, right. And uh, so I feel like we're just, we love it. And it's so much fun. The house is crazy. She's comfortable raising these boys, but my goodness, she experiences a lot. Uh, My wife, when we first got married, she started uh, one of those precious moments collections. Mm -hmm. They did not survive the kids. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, That's, now let's, let's talk ages a little bit. My first two were 10 and a half months apart. And then we waited about three or four. Yeah, I know. They call it Irish twins. That's right. So they've always been pretty close, which is good news, bad news. Yeah, right. A lot of times. Best friends, worst enemies. Yes. And then we had Daniel, the caboose came in about three or four years later, which was great. Uh, But in many ways... He always wanted to be with the older brothers, and they were always annoyed that he was always around when their yep. friends came over. What are the ages of your three? Yeah, eight, six, and one. So it took us eight months to get pregnant with Blaze, our oldest, and just long enough to where you're like, okay, God, like what's going on, you know? And it was like this crazy thing. As soon as we stopped stressing about it and we surrendered it, Brittany got pregnant, and Bo is six, and so they're two years apart. And honestly, people ask him if they're twins all the mm-hmm. time. And then we had our sweet surprise. Uh, yeah, five years later, six years later, actually, uh, it's probably t- TMI. But I was I was we supposed like to TMI. be in Florida. Okay, <laughs> we like TMI around here. <laughs> we weren't trying to get pregnant. We were so happy with the season of life we were in. Like, you know, five and seven. It's a really great age. They can start to kind of take care of themselves. You know, and and then I was I was supposed to be in Sunrise, Florida, and I decided to go home for 24 hours in the middle of a tour. I was like, I got, I got to go see my family. I don't need a day off in Sunrise. I'm going home, and then I'll fly out for the next show. Well, <laughs> looks like it was the, the day off. Yeah, or she's very wrong, you know, by many days because I was on the road. You That's know? a banner so, moment right there. It is oh. a banner. <laughs> nice. Nice. Bill's known for dad jokes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So it's, he is, he started walking at 10 months. Um, and uh, he looks up already just, you know, chasing his older brothers. And it has been so much fun. And he's the sweetest. I don't know what it is about the third kid. I've had a few other friends that their third child was so chill, so happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how he is. He's mm-hmm. such a delight. I hope it stays that way. Uh, me too. <laughs> Just about ready 
to uh, say goodbye to Brandon, but he's got a brand new project called Coat of Many Colors. And there's one more thing we want to do. Something just a little fun with Brandon before he gets out of here. We we actually have Brandon Lake in this morning, and you're kind of an expert on the letter B. All your family members <laughs> yeah. are named B. You've got animals named B. With the B team. Right. So <laughs> I figured, and are you a fan of the game show Jeopardy? I'm sure you are. Super love Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to play a little Brandon in Jeopardy. Okay. Well, love I apologize it. ahead of time. Here's the way it works. You might have to teach me how to play. This is my parents' game. You have to answer with what is. You answer the question. Uh, the yep. answer with a question, right? Yep. Okay. And I'll give you the answer. You give me the question. We'll do as many of these as we can in 30 seconds. If you get more than five, we play all your singles. If you oh. get less than five, we mispronounce your name every time you back in. Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh, I'm going to botch this. It's going to be. There's another B word for you. All right, Dave has 30 seconds on the clock. It's I time do. for Brandon in Jeopardy. You ready? Yeah. All right, famous classical composer whose name begins with B. Beethoven. But, but what is Beethoven? Sorry, Who, is Beethoven? Beethoven. Who is Beethoven? Next one. Who is Beethoven? A long, slender fish with sharp teeth and a silver body. Um, a heart uh, song. What is uh, what is uh, uh, ch- a chupacabra? Um, a a <laughs> what is a swordfish? What is a what is a barracuda? Okay, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Oh, they're all bees. Sorry. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll skip this one. How about this? The country artist. No, this, go back to the quarterback because I know who's going to be. Super Bowl winning quarterback who also won the masked singer. Oh no, not Tom Brady. You nope. that should be B Brady. Uh, Bradshaw. This oh. country artist has friends in low places. Um, Garth Brooks. Who is Garth Brooks? Who's Garth Brooks? Who was Garth Brooks? Places? Oh, you thought you got it. You no, get the no, point. No, 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 no. I'm trying to help That's you. Who is, yeah, who is Garth Brooks? It has been fantastic. This is the wor- that was the worst <laughs> it has been game I've ever played. Listen, Y'all, I am so sorry. I just want you to know it's been fantastic having you with us, Brandon Heath. We're really glad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was trying to help yeah. you. I probably made it worse. I probably made it worse. Man. Oh, I did horrible. Man. I think that Brandon Lake has maybe one of the best voices in our format right now. I really do. Yes he, and amen. I see that hand. Yes. I mean, <laughs> truly, I mean, yeah. The guy can flat sing. 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 Yeah. And I hope you enjoyed this last. I mean, we've got to visit with Brandon, do some deep dives yep. on his family, his new album. And guys, give the information because I don't have it sitting in front of me on the on the album that's that's coming out. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Right. So you heard a couple of sneak peeks today, a few of the songs, which, you know, they've released a few ahead of time. Praise You Anywhere is obviously the the first release right. off of his new CD. Coat of Many Colors of many has colors. been all over yeah. socials. It and, has. of course, he's got a coat of many colors that, that he, he had, wears. That he had made. <laughs> he's had a couple of things. They've been doing some design things with that whole coat of many colors idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember which way it went, but I saw on Instagram, I don't know, a week or so ago, he was opening for Lauren Daigle, a few of her dates, and they were in Atlanta. And I think he gave her a coat. He had been wearing a coat, and she had been saying, because, you know, Lauren's got a very eclectic style. And the Kaleidoscope Tour is very very much about bright colors. Yeah. and And so I think it went, I'd have to go back and check, but my memory's coming back to me. Where she was, basically, she'd been going, okay, Brandon, where'd you get that coat? Okay, Brandon, where'd you get that coat? Okay, Brandon. And, you know, on the last night of the tour, they're usually doing pranks or they do something sweet or what have you. And I I think he had her come out and he gave her his coat, not Mm. the coat of many colors that he has for the tour, but a coat that he was wearing on tour with her. Mm -hmm. And he ended up giving her the coat and she was like, what? Yes, it was the cutest thing ever. I thought there were clips of them singing praise songs oh, together too. That was yes. just incredible. Yes, yes. We need to score an invite to his house. I was just in the Charleston area yeah. just this last weekend. Yeah. You didn't drop and by. I didn't drop by. I thought, how many doors would I need to knock on before I got the right one? <laughs> yeah, Listen, exactly. I, I didn't even get to the main part of downtown Charleston, so yeah. that would have been a high bar for me. But um, it'd be great to just be to, to do. We just, we really, really like Brandon and we just want to become besties. Let's just be honest. However, I think, I think JR may have already scooped us on that one. Yeah, they just, they kind of have this bro thing kind of going a little bit, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. We'll just try to butt in on it. If you missed (laughs) the conversation with Brandon Lake and you want to hear any of that, you can find it at themorningcruise.com and then links to, to, to the video to see the full interview with Brandon Lake. Check it out at themorningcruise.com. You know, the Bible says, and we know this, that uh, 
it's impossible to please God without faith. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that faith muscle is just you're exercising it more <laughs> than other times. And I feel like that's just kind of been a <clears throat> that this whole year has been a little bit of that of a that season for me. And and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, I've talked about Ashley Morgan Jackson. I follow her on Instagram and she's just got really, really great stuff. And I was just scrolling through her Instagram page a couple of days ago. Just, you know, like all of us, you're just looking for encouragement. And she had posted something. This is all the way back to August. But man, I thought this was another great, um, a great post by her. And hmm. I just wanted to share it this morning. Okay. And she goes, walking by faith looks like dot, dot, dot. And I'm just going to go through a few of these and we can take a break and come back and, and, and do the others. But the first thing she says is stepping out before you know how it will turn out. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of planners, you know, I'm not one of them, uh, but there's a lot of planners where we want to know. It's like, Lord, before I trust you, can you show me the end? Can yes. you show me how it's going to be? And I think sometimes you have to have the posture where you say, yes, Lord. Okay. What was the question? Right. You just have to have that posture. Right. You're in mm-hmm. now. Now, where are mm-hmm. we going? It's, I've got a son that's walking through this right now. Mm. And it's difficult because you you're you're a planner. You want to know how's this going to turn out. What's yeah. it going to look like? How where should I be a month from now? And I'm just saying, hey, this is going to be a day at a time right yeah. now. Yeah, that's sometimes that daily even, walk. Yeah, daily walk. Sometimes hourly walk. Yes, you know, for being honest. Uh, next thing, obeying God even when it doesn't make sense to others. And there's never. Uh, we're always going to have plenty of folks, well-meaning folks, people who love us that are going to say, you know, maybe you should think about this. Maybe you should think about that. But if you're, if you're, if you're, your faith is firm and you're like, Lord, I'm following you. you we just have to realize that we're sometimes going to be misunderstood. Yeah. So, and you have to get comfortable with that. Uh, trusting God's word over your feelings. Oh my Hello. goodness. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> I mean, fa- <laughs> Faith over feelings. I think the best way that I heard this described is that your feelings have a place at the table. They just can't be at the head of the table. I like that. So, all right, we'll do one more, then we'll take a break and come back. Forgiving them, meaning people who hurt you, uh, forgiving them even when they're when they're not sorry. Mm. That's a tough Ooh, one too. Wow, it's a really tough one. But that's those are some examples of what walking by faith looks like. We'll post these at themorningcruise.com, but let's go to a couple songs and I'll right, come back right, and read the rest. Right before we do, yeah. just a word of clarification. Forgiving someone, even when they're not sorry, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're letting them off the hook. Right, <laughs> right. But it does mean that you're saying, I'm not going to hold you. I'm, I'm not going to let this eat me alive. Exactly. Right. Which yeah. is what you do. It's not hurting the other person yeah. for you to hold on to that anger that and bitterness. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, my uh, we've we've described it in our house as swallowing poison and waiting for the other person, person. to die. Yeah, exactly. Talking this morning about what it looks like to walk by faith. And, you know, the Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. And uh, I probably should have pulled up the scripture in Hebrew, but faith is the substance of things hoped for. Keep going. Help me out. The, the, evidence? Sub- the evidence of things unseen. Not seen. Yeah. Yes. Hebrews 11, yes. 1. Yes. And yes. you're yes. quoting yes. from Hebrews 11, 6. Without faith, uh-huh. it's impossible Possible. to please God. Yeah. So it's all right there right. In, in Hebrews. And 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, yeah. we walk by faith, not, not by, by sight. sight. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we went through several. You can, those are all, they'll all be listed at the, uh, at the morningcruise.com, but I want to pick it back up. Walking by faith looks like believing every season has significant purpose Mm. and that's hard and i think if we can if we can uh, um develop the posture of lord teach me what you want me to know in this season i'm literally pulling up a chair i'm gonna sit down and i'm going to learn what don't let this be a wasted season and i think even back during covid 2020 i think one of the biggest lessons i learned is you know, it felt like we were in a life was on pause. It felt like we were in a waiting season or a, a recalibrating season. And those those waiting seasons are not wasted seasons. There's definitely something to be learned in those seasons. So just believing that it has a significant purpose, even if we can't see with our human eyes what that is. Uh, two more. Praying like you believe God can and wants to. Oh, my goodness. This one speaks to me because... 
if I'm being honest and vulnerable, I know God can. I, there's not a fiber in my being that doesn't believe God can do anything he wants to do. I do think I struggle sometimes with if he wants to. God, do you want to? Are mm-hmm. you gonna? Mm-hmm. Um, so praying like you believe God can and wants to. Yes. That's a tough one. It is tough. One of the things Jesus taught us to pray was, you know, your kingdom come, um, your will, will be, done be done on done. earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven. And so many times in the Gospels, he encounters people with that same doubt, and he says, I'm willing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm willing. And then sometimes we take that as if Jesus is rubber stamping all our Everything plans that and we desires, want. Yeah. and that's yeah. not what is yes. saying there. Yeah. I think sometimes, too, there's a third, you know, it's not sometimes do you want to, Sometimes it is. It's what is this? What's best for is me? This what's yeah. Best? Yeah. yeah, you know, because I think there are times when Jesus was in the garden crying out, "Lord, if there's any other, other way, way. Mm-hmm. let this cup pass for me." I think God's answer would have been, "Yeah, I want to. I mm-hmm. want to take this burden away from you. Mm. That is not what's best. There is no other way." Mm. Mm. That's a that's a hard one. And then last one: choosing to be defined by who healed you over who hurt you. Man, is that a good one or what? Yeah, that's all about our identity in Christ. Choosing to be defined by who healed you over who or what hurt you. And I think Beth Moore did a study years ago where she was talking about our wounding, and we have to bring our wounding to the Lord. And she was actually talking about one of her sweet dogs that she loved. I forgot what the dog's name was. I Oh, this is like right there on the tip of my tongue. But she was basically talking about her little paws. It might have been Queen Esther. I think one of her dogs, she named Queen Esther. Doesn't that sound like Beth Moore? Yeah, it does. But she kind of like held up her little paws whenever she'd hurt herself. Like they'd go out for a walk and they'd, you know, she'd step on little, you know, spurs or whatever. What are mm-hmm. those little prickly things? Those, Sand spurs. Yeah, spurs, those yeah. kind of things. <laughs> and she'd just kind of hold them up and look and say, Mom, it hurts. <laughs> and I just remember her saying, yes, we have to hold our little paws up to the Lord and mm-hmm. say, Lord, that hurt. They hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to keep our paws out and allow him to bandage those wounds mm. and to you know, to not let them define yeah, us. Totally. Yeah. Love well, that. this is a great list. It's such a great list. Walking by faith looks like dot, dot, dot. And we went through, you know, the whole list there. We'll post it at themorningcruise.com. We have Jules in from the newsroom. You look bright-eyed this morning. Are you awake? You fully awake? I'm trying. I'm guzzling my coffee this morning. Okay, well, I, I feel you there. I was up late last night. I'm telling you, Jules, we've had this conversation off the air before a few times, but you don't stop parenting when your kids become adults. And I was up late last night with one of my kids, way past the time I should be up because of these late night conversations. But I don't know what else to do when the kids want to talk. It's like you've got to be there. You got to be there, right? Yeah, that's sweet. I mean, you know, it's not going to last forever. So you you want to cherish it. But then there's a lot of bit like you're like, I just can we just put a bookmark in it and talk in the morning? Can we not? (laughs) I'm not sure it's not going to be there forever either. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, Bill, I was uh, talking to our coworker and our friend Candace because she has a baby and she doesn't sleep much. And she's like, oh, but, you know, Willa's going to get older and she'll be fine. And I'm like, do I correct her? Do I just let her think that this is going to get better? Everybody has to learn it on their own. (laughs) And sometimes when you have this like thing of like, oh, if I can just get through one more day, that's what helps you hang on. So I did not correct her. I was like, yeah, it gets better, Candace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fine. You will sleep one day. Yeah. Uh. So what do you? So Jules, you have two rules. What are your rules with your teenagers? <laughs> mm. We all know past eight o'clock, I am useless. Ding ding I, ding I, ding. Okay. Same. Yeah my my brain just shuts down and I, I don't remember. <laughs> I my kids. So I've come up with two rules, and this this has helped me, Carmen. Mm-hmm. First of all. Whatever I promise you past eight o'clock, I am not held responsible for <laughs> in the morning. So if I promised you new shoes or, you know, your best friend could spend the night and you want to come to me in the morning and say, hey, do you remember this? I'm like, I nope. don't, I don't remember. <laughs> no reconnect. I, I cannot remember that. So I'm like, I am not held responsible for anything I promise you. The after, second thing, and this after is after eight o'clock. Yeah. That's late. Yeah. That's late. Eight okay. o'clock. And the second one? Um, uh, and the second one. This is a new development. Anything I say or do 
you cannot make fun of me in the morning. So this is what happened. So I'm in the middle of falling asleep, waking up, and the kids are all in the bed talking and laughing and talking about whatever. And they ask me a question and I respond singing. I, and this is what they have said. They're like, mom, all of a sudden you just start responding, but not talking. You were like singing like you were in a musical. <laughs> and so now that is the family joke. They're like, mom, because I said, so that's what, I, that's what I responded with. And I was like, you cannot make fun of me. If you want to hang out with me in my bed past eight o'clock, mm-hmm. whatever I do, you cannot. So that's, <laughs> but I'll have to say, Carmen, the other, I don't know, it was about a week or so ago, you texted me mm-hmm. and it was close to eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. In the morning, I woke up and I was like, did I, was I texting Carmen last <laughs> night? Like, what? What did I say to her? And so I had to go back and look through my messages mm-hmm. just to make sure I spelled my words correctly. Because I was like, I don't even remember what I was saying to her, but hopefully it made sense to you. Well, it did. You should start a reality show now <laughs> because I can't wait to see what happens when your kids start driving and going out at night mm-hmm. and it gets past eight o'clock. When they come back in, it will be entertaining mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Mm. Jules, I have to ask you a question about kids. And I here's the thing. Let me set the stage. Um, Emmy was having her birthday party the other day. And just before the birthday party, Danielle posted something that, uh, well, it's, it's a challenge that is part of her life right now. The two-year-old, Lauren, decided to help decorate for the birthday party by drawing a lovely mural on the wall. Oh, no. Just in time. Crayon? Uh, Yeah, in the room where it's going to happen. And it was still there. She left it up as part of the decoration, primarily because they're going to have to repaint that whole wall. So (laughs) I I know your kids are older than two, but Uh apparently y'all moved some furniture around and found a mural of your own? We did. We did. So David and I, we decided to rearrange uh, Ellie's bedroom. Now, Ellie is in fifth grade, 10 years old. We pulled back the dresser, and Dave, there was a lovely little picture that Ellie had drawn with a marker, and that was through her face. She went through a phase, and I don't know why kids do this, where she drew on everything. I mean, anything that I liked, you know, she decided to make it even prettier for me. (laughs) And so um, we pull it back. And she has no memory of doing it. And then I'm like, I'm thinking it through. I'm like, for her little hand to get back there with a marker, like she had to be really little to fit that. And I'm like, do we discipline at this point? Like I am, I'm agitated. No. But then I know statue of limitation is what I came up with. Yeah, it was. So we just put that dresser back and I was like, you know what? We'll just, we're going to forget about this one. Cut your losses. I will say this, my oldest was one that would draw on everything, pants, hands, whatever. He's very artistic, and he would draw these characters that he'd come up with out of his brain. When we lived in Texas, he was in high school, we actually just decided, if you can't beat him, join him, right? So we let him turn his wall into a mural no. of his characters. And that just became part of the room decoration. Mm-hmm. which was fine until we needed to sell the house, <laughs> at which point it was time to paint over the mural. But, sure. I mean, he's just, that's been him. He still, to this day, draws characters and doodles and has illustrated a couple of his own books. So there may be hope. It could be she puts this to use. Then again, you might just need to repaint. <laughs> Maybe. But it's like when I was in school, I got in trouble for talking. If I can just go back to all those teachers and be like, I was prepping for my career. So maybe it's the same. Looks like you're saying. Could be. Could be. Bill's big word of the day. Coiffure is the big word of the day today. Obviously, it's a French word. C-O-I-F-F-U-R-E. It is to dress the hair. That's the verb form. And the French word is coiff. C-O-I-F-F. Now, that can be used as a verb. You can coiffure hair. Coiffuring is arranging the hair. And hair can be coiffured, but you can also use the word as a noun, as a synonym for hairstyle, which I'm using it with this morning. So here's the sentence that goes along with it. Besides his awesome singing and worship leading, Brandon Lake's distinctive coiffure, coiffure, sorry, 
sets him apart and makes him the envy of many women. And here's a little bonus for the word of the day today. Brandon uses Curl Smith curl-defining styling souffle from Ulta. One of the biggest questions we've had on this morning's show. The big word of the day today, coiffure. This is the morning. 